The Word of the Lord, according to Colossians chapter 1, 13 through 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transformed us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the first two verses of the epistle to the church in Colossae and serves as the basis of our theme for the last Sunday of the church year, His Divine Deal of Living. Have you ever had the experience when you were taken from your current circumstances and then transported somewhere else, maybe for just a moment, to experience utter joy and happiness in that moment? Maybe it was a concert with your favorite musical group and they played that one song that sent you back to prom in high school with that memorable date. Maybe it was an extreme moment at your favorite team's game that transported you back to your playing days or a time when your favorite team was on the top of their game and they looked like the legends they used to be. Maybe it was watching your grandson or granddaughter going off to school for the first time and it reminded you of those wonderful days when you used to walk your son or daughter to school. I know for me, it's all about Nebraska football, the Goblin Market, and Bob's Burgers, the television show. When I get to go to a Nebraska football game, especially a home game, it's emotional for me. I know, shocker, right? Somehow the songs we sing cheering for the team transports me back to the days when I used to play in the band and the team was at the top of their game. That was when I first started dating Marcy. And she would come and sit by me in the pep band at basketball games. I just can't get those images out of my mind. And even quit paying attention to the actual moment I am in because those memories are so powerful. But they only happen for a moment every couple of years at best. Then there is the goblin market. Now, this is not a place I get to frequent often, but I love picking it for big anniversaries. The last one being our 25th anniversary six years ago. But every time I drive by it when I'm in Mount Dora, I can't even see the street in front of me anymore. All I can see is Marcy in that white summer dress she wore and the cranberry glazed lamb I had for dinner. I can even smell it now. But that is only when we have a big anniversary, which is about how long you must plan in advance to get a reservation there. Then there's Bob's Burgers, the cartoon TV show that comes on Hulu every week. The characters and scenes take me back to my childhood with all my favorite burger joints like the Convention Grill in Minneapolis, the store in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, and Fuddruckers in Denver. Every time we watch the show, I am transported back to one of these great burger places that match the theme of the show that week, and my childhood memories almost overtake the theme of the show for the day. There's nothing better than those brief moments we are gloriously transported back to a wonderful memory that puts a smile on our face and gives us peace in these troubling days. 
But I realized this week just how temporal it all is. Bob's Burgers is only once a week and not during the summer. The Goblin Market is only for big anniversaries and I hardly drive by it in my normal course of duties. Nebraska football and basketball have been a whiff of a shadow of its former glory and barely accessible at all in Florida. So as much as I enjoy all of it, I really can't depend on it for my temporal joy and peace. I think most of us would agree. There isn't much we can depend on for our temporal joy, peace, and just plain safety. Long-term care insurance is not the deal it used to be. Stocks and investing are robbing us of our life savings. Government programs financed by our ever-increasing taxes are ineffective most of the time. And inflation has even destroyed our basic food budget and availability of essentials at the food market. I see politically affiliated t-shirts being sold on the street side that suggest one political action group or another can solve the problem, but the loyalty to that group looks foolish a couple of days down the road and shirts are donated to Goodwill, never to be worn again. I see excitement over certain laws being passed and crusaders being elected that are usually unsuccessful in the face of our overwhelming cultural problems. I even see financial opportunities rise and fall as fast as they rose when they did not turn out to be the economic booster everybody thought they would be. And look at all these daily does nothing but transport us to feelings of despair, desperation, and ultimately the doom of depression. Today, The letter, the Colossians, exhorts you to despair no more and recognize that you have been transported by God to the eternal kingdom by the eternal Father's Son. What a blessing. What an incredible letter to look at that is given to us by the inspiration of God to the Apostle Paul. And you can and are transported, not only yearly at the special Christmas or Easter Day services, you can and are transported monthly and even weekly. And you can and are transported through devotion to his word every day. You are in the world of God's making by the sacrifice of Jesus who died as the king of this universe. You are transported too. And on that cross, removing the sin and shame that kept you out of his kingdom for far too long. Now, the despair, desperation, and depression of this world can no longer live in you because God transports you out of it every day by the real eternal hope only he can offer and guarantee beyond the chains of death through the resurrection of our bodies on that faithful day when he comes to get us again. As we say goodbye to the church year 2022, we also look to his return when he will come again and until that time live our lives in anticipation of his guaranteed restoration of the eternal kingdom in Now, many of you have noticed the cold weather up north, I imagine. The snow on the cars, the sleeting snow, and even the Christmas lights as well. 
Well, every time I see that snow, I am transported back to Bloomington, Minnesota and walking to school in below zero conditions. Down-filled jackets, stocking caps and scarves, and moon boots were our defense against the ravages of Jack Frost and kept us comfortable on the ice rink when we would walk to almost every weekend in the winter. The problem was, I was a terrible skater. I had moved from New Jersey, and the couple of years it took for me to learn to skate never caught up with the hockey studs that, I swear, started skating before they could walk. My nickname quickly became Can't Skate on His Butt Chuck. But I didn't care. The hot chocolate in the warming house was for everybody, whether you could skate or not. And all my friends were there, so sitting at home alone was never an option anyway. Well, one year, my elementary school started a floor hockey league. You got to play indoors on the gym floor. You didn't have to have skates. And they provided plastic hockey sticks and light orange pucks that didn't hurt like the hard rubber pucks did when they hit your shins. I saw that and said, sign me up. Well, it didn't turn out to be as great as I thought it would. I was good at this version of hockey because I could manage the stick pretty good and had none of the drawbacks of not being able to skate. But unfortunately, I was the superstar on my team. My teammates were not aggressive. They lacked any court sense at all. And all the scoring depended on me. And that, well, that's when I crumbled. I simply couldn't beat five of the opposing team's players by myself, and all the other teams seemed to have at least two, if not three players, just as good as me. So, loss after loss after loss drove me to despair, depression, and even desperation in games. Once it was so bad, I passed back to my goalie to switch sides of the court and shot the puck so fast, I scored on my own goal. And the ref counted it for the other team. I know now that's the rule, but it sure didn't seem fair at the time. Well, my friend, Billy Corson, saw my despair. And he came alongside me and said it was okay. Philip was coming to play on my team, who was away on vacation when the league started. And according to Billy, who played with him the previous year, he was good. And that will help my team win games. Oh, how I anticipated that first game when Philip would return. I mean, I imagined it would be a glorious dynamic duel passing down the court and me assisting our ace for the goal every time. I was convinced we could score 10 or even 20 times a game and dominate the league. But his return was anything but glorious. Yes, he had a good wrist shot and was basically good with stick handling. But Philip had a major flaw. He didn't like to run, and he didn't like contact. And it didn't take long for the other teams to figure it out, and we were right back to where we belonged, in the basement in the standings. That was when I learned a valuable lesson. If I couldn't handle the pressure of my team depending on me, why would I expect someone else to handle the pressure 
better than me. And I think this applies to life. Sin is indeed a troubling opponent that simply will not let us win every day. After all, we are sinners and sinners fail. But it is interesting how much we expect others to be consistent winners for us, like they should be without sin, like our leaders, our favorite sports teams, and even our financial planners. We put all our insecurities on them, expecting them to transport us to temporal and enduring joy with pressure we would never put on ourselves in the same situation. And then we grow increasingly despairing, desperate, and depressed when nothing gets better. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, know this, people of faith. There is one who can take it and did. For Christ comes to us on the eve of our Advent season today, taking our despair, depression, and desperation, transporting us to his divine deal of living, never to despair again, but giving us eternal hope in him without end. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.